Welcome to Small Steps, a podcast for growing up grown-ups. These small steps will be simple, doable, and practical to help you relate to your young child in a healthy way as each of you grows. So hang around for some encouragement as you raise up your little one. I'm Nanette Johnson, minister to preschoolers and their families at First Baptist Church Arlington. This is episode 11 of the Small Steps podcast. This episode is a little different format. I'm not by myself, y'all. I have the presence of a friend with me as my guest on this podcast. Megan Bergeron is here to share some insight on the gift of presence. I love this play on words between present, presence, and present. So we are going to pause here and have some conversations about being present and being in the presence of each other. Before I do um, get into the topic, um, I want to introduce to you, Megan, to Small Steps Podcast. Welcome, Megan. Thank you. We're glad to have you. Here are my words to describe you. Are you ready? (laughs) Okay. Creative, teacher, Connector of people, wise and intentional. And this is what I think you might be driven by. You're driven by loving and caring others well as individuals. Okay. You're driven by quality, consistency, and making or providing a happy home life. And then you have the privilege of being mom to three active boys. You're homeschooling. You support ball games all the time, and you lead a Bible study fellowship. So you do a lot. I do, (laughs) and we're thrilled that you are sharing your time with us this morning. So about this topic of presence and present, what is the first? words that come to mind when I say presence or be present? I love this question. I think there are three things that really come to mind. The first one is undivided. I think when we're Mm. really present somewhere, our attention is undivided, um, which honestly, I don't think comes naturally to many of us. We are multitaskers by nature, especially moms. Um, so that's, the, that's a challenge there. But I also think of just a gift, which you're right, the play on words there with the mm-hmm. present. Um, what a gift to give the people around us our undivided attention. And what a gift we give to ourselves when we stop multitasking, focus on the people around us. We are truly there with them, not just there physically, but there mentally and emotionally. Um, I love that you've turned that back towards person (laughs) as receiving a gift from themselves. I love that. And I interrupted. Go ahead. No, and I think the last one is just (laughs) rare. You know, I just think it's Mm. um, a rare gift to really have somebody's undivided attention and to really have somebody present with you. So those are good. All strive to make that (laughs) less rare. Mm -hmm. I love that word. So then, speaking of undivided, how do you ground yourself so you really can be fully present with family and friends? 
I think two ways. The first way is really remembering how fleeting time is. Mm. You know, when we really consider my oldest son is 11 years old and mm-hmm. how quickly that's going. And I know the next seven years are going to go so fast. Mm-hmm. And when I really remember that, nothing else, none of the tasks in front of me, the multitasking, mm-hmm. all of that, you know, it just really fades. And I think, I don't want to miss any of this. And mm-hmm. I don't want him to look back on this time and think, you know, I mostly saw the mom, top of mom's head when she was on her phone right. or, you know, she um, was always busy. But I just want them to remember eye contact and smiles and and my presence. Mm. So the fleeting time is one thing, but also just prayer, I think. I realize I'm really, really bad at this on my own. <laughs> you know, I really have to ask the Lord, help me. Help me to, to be mindful of what I'm thinking about and of stopping to look in their eyes. And, you know, there's so much work to be done in our homes and it's all really important work, but the most important work is the work of really, truly connecting with the people in our homes. And so um, just asking him to help me train my thoughts and my attention, I think is big. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I just don't do it well on my own. So. Mm Preschoolers are the best at being present. That's why I love getting to do life through their eyes because they can't tell time. They don't understand time. And as adults, we would be much better off if we could not tell time sometimes because that would help us be more present. But then um, the father who is in control of all time wants us to come to him in prayer. That's so good. So speaking of, you just said this, what does it mean to actually live in God's presence? I think um, really praying without ceasing, you know, just living with an awareness throughout the day that God is with me. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother is so good at this. And she was such an example to me in this because she would be talking to me. And then without any warning, she would just switch and start talking to the Lord. (laughs) And I would have to realize, oh, she's, you know, she's talking to God now, but she talks to God about everything. She goes into the grocery store and she can't find something she's looking for. And her first thought is to say, Lord, help me find that, you know, she's just so connected to the Lord. And so um, that made such an impression on me. And Mm -hmm. I think I want to do that verbally so that my boys, Mm -hmm. you know, It's like reading the Bible in front of our children from an open book, Mm -hmm. not our phone, and so that they can see that that's an important piece. But praying out loud, that's God's presence right there. So, as your family, the choices that you've made um, to be more present with each other, how have you? made those choices, I guess, to be present with each other? Well, I I do think early on we made big decisions, you know, like I was going to stay home with the boys, which was a big, um, that required obviously some big financial sacrifices Mm -hmm. and some big lifestyle changes. And then when they got to be school age, we decided that we wanted to homeschool really mostly because we wanted to be with them and we wanted them to be with us and we wanted them to be with each other. And so, you know, they say that the average child spends 16,000 hours, I think, of their childhood in school. So obviously, just reclaiming that time is huge. And I think um, 
sets us up really at a major advantage, but I have really found that just being with them, like I said, physically does not necessarily mean, I mean, I still get to the end of the day and there are days where I think I I didn't connect with them. You know, we were physically together all day long, but I had tasks in front of me and I was trying to get them to accomplish their tasks and do their schoolwork and make their beds and all this stuff. And we never slowed down enough to really connect with each other. So Hmm. I think beyond just um, making the time, which you really do have to make the time to be together, there is still that consciousness of, you know, we need to stop and focus on each other. It's not Mm -hmm. enough just to live in proximity to each other. Exactly. So. So making connections. So do you do that with each boy individually? Does it change from day to day, I'm sure? Yeah, I think there are some touch points kind of during the day. I um, have a big chair that I sit in in the morning when I read my Bible and drink my coffee, and I'm there usually before they wake up in the morning. And so as they come out in the morning, all three of them, even the 11-year-old, walk down the steps and climb up in my chair and snuggle with me. And so I think we start each morning with, um, and I always, you know, set my Bible down and um, snuggle with them and talk to them and tell them I'm so glad to see them and have another day with them. And so I just think starting that way kind of sets the tone. But then meals throughout the day, we really do try and be intentional about family dinners and, and that can get crazy with sports and stuff, but we do try to prioritize those. And also just, um, yeah, I think back to that physical snuggling and reading, you know, we pile on the couch at least these once, sometimes a few times a day and, um, read together. And yeah, I mean, like I said, I get to the end of the day and I'll think, I just didn't really connect with my son George today, you know, and I'll make a point of climbing in his bed with him for a few minutes <laughs> and talking to him. So mm, those it, are... it does help to have those touch points through the day. Sure. It's such a blessing when they know. And that so makes you so approachable to them. You're the first person that they're going to come to when they get out in the real big world and um, run into some issues we want to be the first person our children turn to, not turning to the internet or friends who don't have the truth maybe within them. So um, touch points. I like your phrase on that, being present with your children. So in this society of heads down, which is we're so drawn to, focused on our devices, um, what qualities, you've already said a couple just in passing already of looking each other in the eye, but what qualities are you trying to train in your boys to help them be able to relate to people? Because that's what the, the focus of being present is, is relationships. Um, so people are the most important around us. How are you intentionally training your boys yeah, I think the fact that um, we do have so much time together and they're with me a lot. You know, they're with me at the grocery store and they see me interacting with the person who's checking my groceries and they see me talking to and thanking the person that bags the groceries and they see, um, you know, conversations that we have with neighbors. And um, a lot of it, I think, is really just modeling. You know, I really, really am mm-hmm. conscious of I don't want them to see me on my phone all the time. And, um, especially, you know, when we're at the table, we don't have our phones at the table. My kids don't have phones. So that Mm -hmm. helps too. We're really, really committed Mm -hmm. to holding off on that as long as we can. 
Um, but even at social gatherings, I think we've all been at, you know, big family functions where there's one or two people sitting in the corner on their phones. And <laughs> I just want to make sure that, that, you know, my boys see me with, again, with the people that I'm with mm -hmm. and I'm not distracted. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. modeling, I think, is, is pretty big there. That's very big. Um, our our son-in-law was showing us how our little grandson, who is two, he's teaching him to shake hands yeah. <laughs> and say, how are you? And I just love yeah. that. It's so cute as you start to teach, but then it be just becomes so part of their nature mm -hmm. if we start early with them and training to look at people, to speak to people, to just, even if it's just smiling at people, yes. that shows you are aware of people's presence. So, all right. So, um, I know that y'all are super great at gifting your presence with those around you, specifically neighbors. I would love mm -hmm. to hear some of how you have shared your presence with those around you that you're maybe not related to. Yes. We live, we love our neighborhood, but we live in an older neighborhood with a lot of original owners. So there are a lot of neighbors in their seventies and eighties, and some of them are pretty isolated and pretty lonely. And, um, so I just, this is such an example of the Lord's faithfulness. When we were looking to move, I specifically was praying for a neighborhood with young kids where my boys would have kids outside that they could run around with. And then we moved into this neighborhood and all of our neighbors are, you know, probably 60 and over. Um, and I thought, okay, Lord, well, this isn't really what I asked for. Um, but it has been such a gift to watch my boys get to know and love our neighbors the neighbors love boys. And um, again, the Lord just, you know, he uses um, every part of the process. For example, I will um, bake something with the boys and that's a great opportunity for me to connect with them. It's a great opportunity for us to do some math as we're measuring and mm -hmm. some home ec, you know, mm -hmm. just life skills. And we bake together and then we wrap it up and I'll say to the boys, okay, who wants to go take this to Mr. Richard? I do, mm -hmm. I do, you know, and they'll run over and take Mr. Richard cookies and <laughs> sit and talk with him for a while. And okay, now who wants to take this to Miss Jane? I will. Mm -hmm. And so they'll spend, you know, an hour in the evening kind of running baked goods to all of our neighbors. And so I've had a chance to connect with them. You know, we've made some memories in the kitchen. There's been some learning. We've connected with neighbors. I've just really seen how um, I think when you submit your life, your day, your parenting, you know, everything to the Lord, you see how he uses all of it. And it's mm. really, really beautiful. So we've had little, um, we had a Valentine's Day dinner a few years ago mm -hmm. for a lot of our older neighbors that um, some of them are widowed and that was really sweet we hosted that on our back deck and hung balloons and i just did a pizza party that was fun but yeah i think just on a regular basis um the baked goods are our big <laughs> in with the neighbors so and it's not it doesn't have to be fancy no. or super planned you've made it simple enough to involve your family but then your blessing along the way outside of your home, which is so precious. And what, again, what a good model for your boys to 
have our eyes open and look up and out to see who are who has God placed in our yes. path that we need to share our presence with. Presence is a gift mm-hmm. for sure, and you gift it very well. So, are there any other thoughts? What what um before we close, tell me this as mom of boys where you maybe didn't think you were saw your life what is there something that shows um a blessing that you've received from someone else being present with you from your pastor currently yeah i think um i think that i've had a lot of moms that have gone before me that are just a few, either a few years ahead of me or even um, when mine were really little, there was another lady at church who was just becoming an empty nester. And we were kind of talking about um, her life stage and the, the change there. And she said, I really feel like the Lord is calling me to a ministry of availability. And I'd never heard that phrase before, but I thought that is exactly what she has right now. She was kind of untethered as far as, you know, she wasn't working outside the home. She no longer had small children, but she was available to help. At this point, she has grandkids, so she's available to help with her grandkids. She's helping with her aging parents. She helps me on several occasions when I had doctor's appointments and things, and I just needed someone to be um, available quickly. And so I have really um, been largely blessed and influenced by moms that are a few years ahead of me, which is a good challenge to me. Sometimes I feel like, gosh, I'm not a professional and I still feel like I'm figuring out what I'm doing, but I am a few years ahead of somebody. (laughs) And I have learned a little bit that I can, um, you know, that Titus II model of um, just sharing with the women that are coming behind me. But I do think being available is such a gift. Even with three boys at home and the busyness that comes with that, I do want to have a ministry of availability even if I can't drop things as quickly as some other people, you know, just to make that a priority. That is precious. And another very good way of sharing presence Mm -hmm. with someone, ministry of availability. So thank you for sharing so many insights. But I think one of my favorites is the way that you have coined your touch points Mm -hmm. with your boys and how that communicates presence to them. So thank you, Megan. Yes, I appreciate for me. you being a part of our Small Steps podcast. That's right. Merry Christmas. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and same to you. <laughs> the good news is you have time, parents. So take the time to be available and actually look your children in the eye. Take the time to be present. That's a gift to them and to you. As you repeat these small steps consistently, you will learn more about your child's design and will be amazed by their growth. Their growth depends on your small steps as you too are growing up.